Hey, everybody. Great episode of The Morning Show today. We do a deep dive analysis of Blur and whether Blur is actually causing problems in the NFT space and whether Blur is actually to blame for a lot of the bleeding that we're seeing in the NFT market in general. We also talk about heavy metal as an other side game uh, mechanics and the sneak peeks that we've seen coming out of Board API Club. So we talk about that. And then we also dive into some highlights and predictions, highlights of 2023 and predictions between now and the end of the year. So really juicy episode of the show. The password for the free NFT today is future 27. So go to the nifty.com slash claim and put in the password future 27 for the free NFT. Hope you enjoyed the show. Threads by Instagram is officially launched and I'm seeing so many people on Twitter, you know, encourage others to follow them on threads. Can I just give you guys a hot take? I don't want to make a threads account. I don't want to participate in the threads thing. Uh, Somebody but- took my app already. I'm pissed. <laughs> like Easy Eats Bodega? Yeah, it's gone. I, I can't take it. I reached out to customer support. I was like, dude, what the hell? I need this. Send them a picture of my Twitter. I was like, this is my account. Like, can I get the app? They're like, no, you're stuck. So I was just Easy Bodega on there. It sounds terrible just to try to build another platform. I like YouTube. I like YouTube Shorts. TikTok's even cool. Video content's sweet, but there's no search bar on this. It's driving me crazy. The algorithm's showing me so much stuff that I don't care about. So much random shit on there. So much, like, well, the issue is, would I rather watch fight videos on Twitter that randomly get shown to me or see somebody with a separation of seven shown to me on threads by, like, the fifth person I follow's 12 best friend from second grade? So clearly, they show you the separation? Probably. Like, that's my assumption because, like, all of a sudden there's just some guy named Greg talking about his 1964 Ford Bronco posting <laughs> pictures of it on threads. And I'm like, I don't care about this. This isn't what I'm here for. It's okay. All that data mining they're doing on you just needs to sync up a few more days. Just give them a little yeah, bit more great. inputs. You can see the 8,000 steps I took yesterday. Awesome. And the worst part is Zuck is calling this stupid thing the Fediverse. Like, tell me you're more of a Fed than naming your goddamn platform. <laughs> A Fediverse. A couple of things. One, you can search easy. So there is a search Where's bar. the search bar? Literally right at the bottom of the app. The bottom. The nav Why bar. Why isn't there a search bar? Uh, okay, well, click the search like Instagram. bar. Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that it was so difficult for you. Uh, when the other thing is the Fediverse is not their system, I don't think. I don't understand. I think that's like uh, talking about a decentralized uh, mentioned, what's that thing? Mastodon? Mast- Mastodon. Mastodon. Yeah, that thing is mentioned. Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible name. <laughs> you can tell I'm an active user on it. You're oh. like, you're always Mastodoning over there. Oh, it's like going crazy on Mastodon. It's getting active. <laughs> Just but- be careful. If you Mastodon too much, you're going to go blind. <laughs> <laughs> they explicitly call out Mastodon, Mastodon, whatever the fuck it is, on there. So, yeah, I think Nick's right. Like, it's some decentralized thing. This yeah, yeah Mark Zuckerberg is going to be decentralized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, dude. I don't yeah, know. He's I signed be up. Decentralized as he's, you know, tracking your BPMs depending on the thread you're looking at. Yeah, I did sign up for threads. You yeah, dropping beats? Hell yeah, bro. But I signed up. It showed my bank account at the top, the total number of people I follow on Instagram, and then right below that, my social security number. All right on my profile. So threads is sick, dude. Like, it's all my prominent information right at my fingertips. For, for me, the weird thing with threads was my Instagram account 
is like not a crypto account. It's like entirely like fencing photos. And because it's connected, I suddenly had like all my fencing people follow me. And I was like, oh, I really intended to like shit post about like crypto on here. Like <laughs> this is not the follower base I meant to port over. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like, how's Blue Sky going? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. The thing is as well, if you try, there's a, apparently the T's and C's, it says that if you delete your um, threads account, so if you link it and you delete your threads account, you end up deleting your Instagram account. So that really sucks. So basically you had to choose at the beginning whether you wanted to connect them or not. I know guys, I like threads. It's just, it's, I mean, I connected my old, old, old Instagram. So there's no crypto or anything on that. And for now, it's just, it's just people are being nice. It's not like Twitter right now. It's just, it's like, it's like a new world. Everybody's nice to each other. Uh, the only thing that I'm skeptical of is just, it's going to be too Instagram and just too many photos. And then if it just turns into like selfie world, I just feel like there's a danger that it just might become Instagram with more writing. That's the only concern I have right now. Do we think it's going to be sticky? Like people are making the blue sky comparison. The thing is, is blue sky was just a brand new thing, right? And it's really hard to launch a new social media platform in 2023. Obviously, um, the comparison I would make is was didn't Google have a social there was Google plus there was friend feed, which Facebook ended up acquiring, which brought in the like there was uh, Google didn't just have finders. They made they made a uh, they made another thing. Um, which was uh, that started with the P. I forget what it was. Around the time that Twitter existed, there was a thing called Plurk. There were other quote micro blogging platforms that existed. All those things died. The reality is, it's like, well, first you need to get over network effects. Well, it's, uh, Instagram already brings that in. The problem is, if you're looking to shape a new experience, there was one example uh, given of it imported the wrong people. Okay, so that uh, like from Spencer, and I've heard other people say the same thing. Although, despite the fact I went with my NFT Nick account, and I got a bunch of artists now, and I, I like I love you all artists, but I just don't give a shit. Like I like it was just like I, now I'm tired of all all these people's comments. I don't care. Oh, all of y'all are being happy. Great. I don't care. Okay, like it's just not. It's not. I'm not interested in that. And I. I, I'm yeah. like, what? what's a different experience for me? And it's not a different experience. The only differing thing is that I'm getting Shaq uh, tw uh, tweeting, Diesel's here. And I don't think I follow him on, uh, anywhere. on Instagram. Like, yeah, I don't follow him anywhere. I'm getting the Shaq posts. I got somebody I've never even seen that's like a French soccer player. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on, how the algo's giving me this stuff. The other thing, the culture part of it too, is like with Twitter, you say I'm sending a tweet. Like, I don't say I'm sending a threads. Like, that just sounds terrible and sounds like a lot of work. You know, like, I get I'm making a post, which is, I guess, well, cool. you can say a thread singular, uh, but I'm posting a thread. I heard but someone yesterday multiple. say they were, they were sewing. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, that's really sewing a thread. That, that's actually, I also, really cool. I also, we, we, we jumped over something and we need to go back and make fun of Nick for it. Which is that he was like, I don't want this, this, this shenanigans with artists. I would prefer a platform where I, all, all my whole timeline is just complaining about blur. That's what <laughs> I see for my day. Exactly. You know, I'm tired of it. Look, if I wanted your photos, I'd go on Instagram. Uh, but you know, but now I'm I'm back on a text based thing. Uh, well, I, I appreciate it, but 
Signal's over here talking about this stupid fucking positivity and no one's interested in that. Yeah, because I'm surrounded by fudders out here. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six of you. You're all fudders. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and, and look, guys, come on. It's been out for less than 24 hours. Like, like, I mean, I remember when Twitter came out and I was shitting on it, being like, why would I ever tweet about my breakfast? And the person (laughs) who I was speaking to was just like, no, you don't get it. And it's like, we've moved on. I think, like, honestly, the biggest threat to this app that I see it is that the Instagram crowd never really, you know, they just never got into typing. They don't know how to write. And it's a weird experience of people who don't enjoy writing and prefer to take photos. And therefore, you're going to end up with stuff like this, like, I'm on a plane. Well, hold on. I don't follow this person. It says the trillionaire life. Will Andrew Tate end up using threads? <laughs> Shoot them a follow. That's a good question. Let's dive Tate? into it. Yeah, that's some, that's some Tate bait there. That's interesting. Some my Tate favorite bait. thing about this whole thing right here, <laughs> my favorite thing about this whole thing here is, okay, if you are just excited and you want to use threads, like by all means, and I'll probably set up an account eventually and check it out, see what's going on. But the biggest irony to me is the people switching to threads as the way to be like, screw you, Elon. When I guarantee you 80 to 85% of those people absolutely hated Mark Zuckerberg from 2016 to 2020 because of Cambridge Analytica and because of all the data privacy issues. And now to screw over Elon, they're just going right back over there to Mr. Data Mining Central. I ran Facebook ads for six years. You would be shocked with the amount of data that they have on you. They literally know what you're about to buy, dude, and they'll dump it right in front of your face, okay? They got almost all the data. You're going to go over and threads and give them even more data. Hey, I'll probably have a threads account. I just think if you're doing it to dunk on Elon or like, yeah, screw Elon. Dude, they're the same exact person. And they're about to fight in UFC. And you're going to see it. They're identical. They're pretty much twins. Well, yesterday on the show, we talked about Tom Cruise Mission Impossible stuff. If you guys remember, it was like a lot of fun. Afterwards, I opened up Instagram and I immediately saw that uh, I was getting recommended the new Mission Impossible movie. And so, like, I mean, I'm just saying, and that happens all the time. People talk about that all the time. They say they don't listen to your words, P.O. They 100% listen to your words. That that happens on Twitter as well, though. I was discussing something the other day and then, like, literally, or or we were watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then next thing I know, I load up Twitter and Larry David's right there looking at me in the exactly. face. Like, what? How, what's the coincidence of that happening? And Nick, what? you know what's the most insulting thing is then when you go ask like a Facebook or a Twitter engineer, they'll be like, nah, nah, it's just a coincidence. The algorithm just knew that really you were strong. interested in that. It's like, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? Like, I, I, I talk to my neighbor about window blinds and I get a window blind ad. When's the last time you've seen an ad for window blinds? And I randomly get a window blind ad after talking to my neighbor about window blinds. I will say Twitter's algo is pretty good. Like, I was watching Chopped, Big Cooking Guy, and the very next video I saw was just a mutilation video on Twitter. They really, like, do a great job with it, dude. Like, the algo decides to show you gore and just violence. It's incredible. So you can uh, tell it that you're not interested. The uh, The... No, easy spot I can't on. Literally, there. write a thread on tw- on Threads though. It just uh, it doesn't make single it- posts only. And we gotta what? love an app called Threads that only lets you post once. It acts like there's a second thing for me to post, but I literally cannot click on that uh, on that second post. This is just like f- fucking with me. I don't yeah, know. Easy actually just convinced me. I think I'm gonna go to Threads because this morning I did go on Twitter and I saw someone throw a like a big 
firework into some guy's car and it exploded. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Well, the same thing. The door blew open. Yeah, it was like 7.42 a.m. First thing I saw. And you know yeah, why? I thought he was going to have an like arm Google's missing. Fourth of July. Yeah. I, I don't get these I ads. I got that one as well. I know. I got that as well. That, I, I got that as well. And I also got this woman who was walking down an aisle shouting at people on a plane being like, that guy's not human. Yep. And I was like, yep. what is oh, this? Do you know how many times yeah. I've had that video served to me <laughs> on every platform last and you know, it, I don't know. To me, it feels like the this is your car's extended warranty thing. Where like I remember the moment that I realized that everyone else also got that call, right? Like there was this moment in the pandemic where I was like, someone, someone actually came and they were wearing a T-shirt where it was like, "Hi, I'm calling about your car's extended warranty." And I was like, "Oh, like this happens to other people." Where like, yeah, this 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 video I've seen like a hundred times. I've actually never watched, listened to it with sound though. Spencer, what's your take on it though? Do you think the guy in the green hoodie is a shapeshifter? <laughs> Final Destination is a real movie. It was based on this clip. Dude, I don't fucking know. I haven't listened to it with sound. I don't know either. Some other guy on TikTok said he was three seats back and he said he the guy looked at him and his eyes blinked horizontally and he didn't put two and two together until after when he saw this video, which was odd to me because I think if someone's eyes blinked horizontally, you would immediately kind of be like, that's a little off. You wouldn't just be like, oh, he's just probably from a different country. That eyes woman had the correct out. reaction. Basically, your eyes blink vertically easy, and his eye was like a lizard. It went horizontally, so his eyes went like... What? Yeah, no, so but, that's but the thing. So the woman... Confirmed? Is on, yeah, so the woman is on the plane, and she, she gets up, and she basically is screaming and saying that that person on next to me is not a human being. That is not a real human. And then no one knows what's happening. And a couple of days later, the guy who was three seats behind this woman um, explains that he saw the face of like the guy in front of him looked at him and winked, but he didn't wink vertically. He winked horizontally. And yeah, this is why this has gone viral. Yeah. So there's two explanations. One is the guy's a lizard person. Two, she took Ambien and some alcohol and just didn't fall asleep in time. You never I know. Think ladders, probably. I'll have what she's having. I like how this <laughs> this guy who was three seats back, like randomly shows up on the internet. Look, I was two rows back, and I can confirm that that guy was a lizard. <laughs> I, I bet you Pio would still go on at least one day where there's that video was hot troll, crazy. Nick. <laughs> what was that, Kicks? No, Bunny said something. He said the video of the guy who's three rows back is a troll. Like in his in his like description of the video, he says that he's making it up. Well, yeah, that's how the internet works. I'm just surprised that you guys are all getting fed the same videos on Twitter, and I'm just getting a million blue chew ads. And I'm just like, what are you guys trying to say to me? Oh, are you talking about the one with the the woman with very large breasts. That's a uh, that's literally what uh, Pio's embarrassed. I'm just telling you, literally, this ad I was showing. Uh, this weekend to my girlfriend, basically the the video, and it's literally check check this out, and it's a picture of Blue Chew, and she's just <laughs> moving her boobs back and forth, literally for like thirty seconds, and all the comments are like, "Looks like I I wanted to add Jackpot today." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most. Oh, I've seen that thing. one. I've seen that one. <laughs> Here we go. It was actually I, a good. It was like influencer style ad. I think it was well done. It was an effective <laughs> ad. I personally thought it was an effective ad. I've done ads for many years. I said, that thing's slapping. That conversion rate's through the roof. Dude, <laughs> slapping something. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. I don't know. that. I, I th it, it was definitely inappropriate, the uh, the ad. I couldn't believe, like, at this point, that that's just what we're doing with ads. It's 
It's literally just removing threads. Real quick, we're actually going to have a little fun here. I think it must have been because of the title being Threads Killing Twitter. We've summoned Brian Krasenstein. I guess the bat signal is just anybody talking about Elon Musk and uh, and Mark Zuckerberg. Brian Krasenstein, you've actually been on the show before. What has possessed you to request to speak on an NFT show this morning? I'd love to hear it. I actually have an NFT background. People don't know about that. I actually run an NFT, uh, NFT. I guess you could say a platform that allows for the curation of NFTs on the Lens protocol. Uh, but but yeah, I came be I want to talk about Threads a little bit. I just created an account over there, and it's interesting. I I, I kind of did fear you like that. just created five seconds ago, or did you been like yeah. you've been working on this for like twenty four hours? Uh, I created I created it last night. Um, but I kind of fear that it's just going to divide people further. You're going to have stronger echo chambers. Now you're going to have people on the right stay on Twitter and people on the left flee to the, flee to, uh, threads. And that's not a good thing. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but I've been playing around with both for sure. I mean, that's a, it's a good, a good analysis right there. And forgive me, we're laughing because of a, uh, because of a comment on YouTube by one of our dedicated viewers. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, for one, I've voted Democrat, uh, pretty much, uh, every time. And, uh, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of, uh, of, uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm just going to be openly honest about that. I agree. I'm, I'm the same. And no, <laughs> maybe, liberals, maybe. man, we got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? We got to find our platforms. We got to fight for our right to get our words out as snowflakey as we may be. No, Nick's like a badass liberal. Nick's like all tatted up or something. You know, he's like ready to take people on. He's like a really, he's a badass. Um, anyway, look, ladies and gentlemen, uh, had a lot of fun talking about threads. Today on the show, we're going to discuss Blur's latest platform update and why everyone is claiming that they killed NFTs. Everyone coming out of the woodwork all at the same time. I'm getting text messages with uh, evidence on why Blur is killing NFTs. So I'll be very interested to hear uh, from Spencer and others on what they think. I also want to talk about the unsurprising abuse of votes in Yuga's heavy metal game and the latest bullish sentiment on crypto from the world's largest asset manager. You know the Bitcoiners are jumping all over this. We also have Jack GK on the show, which I'm excited to throw to once we get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, exactly, of the NFT conversation. He's a D-God's whale, so you know he's a badass. But more importantly, he's a he's a Bodago's whale, baby. And I know that, you know, we got some institutional capital on the show right now. Spencer, he's probably feeling threatened by Jack GK's presence as a whale in the Bodago's ecosystem. No, I'm just kidding. But let's get right into this weather report. I don't know if it's kicks. I don't know if it's signal, but I know one of you is going to crush it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, so today is Thursday, the 6th of July. Total market volume coming in $16.4 million. OpenSea looking pretty good, 4.7. Blur up 35. Looking at the leaders, apes above 30. Mutants above 6. Punks charging back to 45. D-God's looking quite strong, 8.4. Mizuki, 6.7. Nice bounce off the lows. Captain's up to 6. They previewed some of the traits you can get. The tattoos look pretty cool. Pudgies holding on to four. Over the past 24 hours, Blur's incentive structure continues to divide the market. 
while nine gag ceo thinks blur isn't killing nfts but it is damaging to creators whales like dingling think new trait bidding will drive down mid-rare prices into the ground never was a fan of mid-rares myself yuga's chief creative officer fig a shared an other side sneak peek featuring apes running around the yacht club fig a shared he will bring together a few other side and eight community members to LA to do some group testing before opening up the swamp online. It gave me some World of Warcraft vibes, which I was massively addicted to. I'm excited. Heavy metal voting is turning out not to be a democratic process. Bootleg voting for the game is being sold for as much as $2,000 to downvote gaming giants like Orangey. Buying votes? That sounds democratic to me. Lastly, Dior's new limited edition sneaker, the B33, released its first pair of shoes equipped with an NFC chip linked to an Ethereum certificate of authenticity. The shoes retail for $1,400 and immediately sold out. Let's go over and look at crypto real quick. Bitcoin on a nice rally right now, then it pulled back. ETH still holding on to 1900 Solana looking real good, went up to 20 this morning. Ape still looking at $2. I'm going to hand it back to you in the studio. And also, I said authenticity correctly. <laughs> but you said Figgy's name is Fige over and over again. But I understand why you did that. Um, I would have expected that from Signal from being across the pond. No, I'm just kidding. No, I call him Figgy. I call yeah. him Figgy. I, I know, Sig. You know how to pronounce names. Uh, look, some updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter released at thenifty.com five days a week. Uh, and that is also the platform that you'll need to have an account on to claim today's free NFT and every free NFT that we give away. So go to the nifty.com, make an account. Uh, Blur introduced V2 featuring a 50% reduction in gas fees on transactions and introduced trait-based bidding with 12 collections earning trait bid points based on how much higher the trait bids are than the top collection bid. Look, we are going to dive deep into all things Blur today. It's going to be a juicy conversation, so I'm excited to get into that. Oni Force has announced the addition of Ramon Nunez, a renowned concept artist and illustrator known for his work with Riot Games and projects like Legends of Rune Terra and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse to their team as a creative advisor. So a big name a hire there from Oni Force. Uh, during a recent interview with Fox, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock referred to cryptocurrencies as digital gold and specifically highlighted Bitcoin as an international asset not based on any one foreign currency. Only took you 13 years to figure that out, Larry, but welcome to the game. An Azuki Golden Skateboard Shrine, which can be burned for a physical golden skateboard, was purchased on secondary for the first time with Pimp Capital himself paying 135 Ethereum, $258,000. During the original auction, the lowest auction price for the skateboard was 200 Ethereum, roughly 260,000 when converted to Ethereum's price during the time. Those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Again, make an account at the nifty.com. Look, the first, oh, Nick, looks like you wanna say something? I just wanna say before we dive into Blur, dude, uh, Oh, actually, it looks like we're going to hit on heavy metal afterwards. So maybe we do that one after. My apologies. No, no I, need to I, apologize, buddy. I have thoughts on this heavy metal situation, though. And the conclusion is the game is boring as shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm, ba I'm back to it. it it's, it's not good. It, it's, I, I thought it was good for a minute. 
it, it's not good. But let's jump into the other subject first. We'll talk about that heavy metal. I also want to talk about this Figgy trailer that dropped. Uh, I'm not a, I never played World of Warcraft. I'm not like a huge video game person, but from what I saw, like my untrained eye, it looked pretty damn good. Like running over to the swamp and hanging out in the Board API Club clubhouse. It looked pretty damn cool. So I want to see what everyone else thinks of it, especially people like Kix, Easy, Spencer, Nick, everybody's signal too. Um, but anyway, why is everyone saying Blur killed NFTs? What, what, what is going on? Okay. So here's kind of what's here's what's up. Here's what's valid, and here's where I think people are just like fetching. So like the valid thing is like what Blur did is it brought in a lot of liquidity, right? Now most of that liquidity was not actually interested in holding NFTs. They were just interested in farming the airdrop, which on its surface is fine. And I'll say my view has shifted a little bit on this over time. What that did allow though was that suddenly you could exit large positions at whim. And so there were certain people who were sellers of NFTs that may not have been in the past, right? People who had 100 units of something in their wallet. And in the past, they're like, ah, if I try and start selling this, there's going to be FUD. It's going to go price down. I should just hold till the next bull market, right? Suddenly, they're like, ah, I can just sell it all in one go and get out, right? We saw Osef and Mando were probably the biggest, like, most public <laughs> figures that were like, I don't think Osef and Mando were necessarily sellers without Blur being there, right? They may still have 72 apes if Blur hadn't existed. And so there was more supply that entered the market. The problem was the buyers of that supply didn't want to hold it. And so it kind of filtered down. And so we did see a grind down of a lot of this stuff, right? Now, recently, what's been interesting, and this is sort of the new FUD, has been we had Blur airdrop season one. If you were farming it, like I was, like that was a great win. Kind of whatever you did, if you farmed the airdrop, awesome, right? But what we've had since then is and part of the reason it was a big win was because for the end of that period of time, it was if you started grinding like after FTX, it was kind of up only to, into the airdrop, right? From December to January of last year, you had an incredible environment for NFTs. And so you were market making, you were making money because everything you held just went up and then you got this fat airdrop, right? Great. Incredible. One of the best returning trades in the last like eight to 12 months, right? But then after the first airdrop, people started really aggressively farming because suddenly the token had this value and the token's kind of been down only since then, which also has a lot to do with alt selling off from the SEC, but you know, also because there's this upcoming airdrop, it's a big percentage of supply. And also NFTs have just been straight down since, since the, the first airdrop, right? And you could say that's Blur's fault. I don't, you know, I think that probably would have been down only anyway without them. There probably is some degree to which floors are down because there is more liquidity and people can exit, et cetera, right? But effectively, like if you look at the top Blur airdrop farming wallets, they've just lost tons of ETH, right? And the bet that a lot of these people are making is, okay, we've lost a lot of ETH, but that sweet, sweet airdrop is going to make up for all the ETH we've lost. And the problem is, and this has been true from the onset, Blur never said when the second airdrop was happening. And so if you're trying to do math that says, okay, I have this many points, and this many points is this percent of the total airdrop, which is math that you can do, it's relatively known, right? Then when I get an airdrop, you know, and we know there's this many tokens coming and maybe this is the price and the smart blur airdrop farmers have been short the blur token since they started farming so they don't actually have price exposure to the token although not all the airdrop farmers have done that right so you have this environment where people said okay i'm going to make back my eth losses with this airdrop and i've done some math around it but the, you can't really do that math this is the problem because it's not you it's not revealed what the uh, right. the structure is going to be right you don't know. And a lot of people were betting that during the period of time where there was doubled points, which did have a date, that was the time you should farm. But the truth has been that they just 
changed the way that additional point incentives worked to incentivize blend, now to incentivize trait bidding. And so the total number of points emitted per day has not gone down, which people were betting it would go down after the doubling period ended. So that was the first time I think there was some severance of trust between the airdrop farmers and Blur. And right now people are like, okay, like, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? And I think you see a lot of very vocal voices on Twitter asking when it's going to end. And I don't know, like this is my take on this, but like I think the point of these incentives was not to have a lot of people that were airdrop farming and like you have this incentive to do something you wouldn't otherwise do, right? Like anyone who's been playing the Blur game that doesn't want to buy own the NFTs they're buying is probably going to get wrecked. And I this is this is like the debate that I'm having kind of internally with some other people is like, is that such a bad thing? Like they never said that you should run an unprofitable market making strategy on this platform and we're going to recoup your losses with the token, right? Like that doesn't seem like it was ever the intent of the token incentives. The token incentives were like, hey, if you're going to do trading activity, do it on our platform. Don't do it on OpenSea, right? Like that's kind of where it went. But people took it to this so far, and now they're so deep and they're so pot committed, and they've lo- like they their their losses on the NFT market making were so great that they're like upset with Blur, which is also something that I don't I don't really get, right? Like it's been clear from the onset they didn't tell you a date, right? I don't even know that they have a date internally for when the second airdrop happens, and so I would just caution people like. There's a lot of people who are very pot committed to this. And you kind of see that on Twitter where they're very vocal, right? They have a lot of money riding on it or whatever. But it's like not obvious to me that Blur has done that much, like anything wrong in drawing out these incentives. Now, what they have done, and I'll end my rant here, but what they have done is they have created an environment where a lot, I think it's reasonable that a lot of the big Blur bid farmers are leaving. And what I'm also not sure is I think people may initially take that as very negative for the space, but you kind of can't have it both ways, right? If you're saying that it's negative for the space, that there's all this liquidity and people can dump hundreds of units at a time, then if that environment goes away, shouldn't it be true that that's good for the space, right? But we're going to have this period of time, I think, from now for the next couple of weeks, where we're going to see a large withdrawal of ETH from the Blur contract, from people who are just giving up on this unprofitable market making to like, like they're finally coming to terms with it's probably unprofitable to try and market make on Blur just to farm the token. If your market making strategy is a losing strategy, like that's probably people are starting to realize that, right? And I think we'll see withdrawals of ETH. I know uh, Punk, uh, you know, NFT Stats was talking about a big withdrawal, but like, you know, the question is, is that good or bad for the NFT market? In general, you would think less liquidity is bad, but that liquidity was so weird anyway, it may actually be good. Yeah, I think that's a good point there at the end. I, well, we talked about this on the Bitcoin show yesterday with Trevor. Trevor Owens is like really actually focused on Blur. And he, in his opinion, it's it hasn't been good. Is there a case to be made that the Blur platform itself is not bad, but the way that they structured the rewards incentives is bad and, th- and that that was the mistake? It's not that the whole platform is bad, but that a mistake was made with the structure of the reward incentives. Well, but this is the thing is like, I'm not convinced the reward incentives really rewarded the behavior that's gone on, right? You may say that, okay, the people have interpreted the rewards incentives in a certain way, but what as it's played out, the rewards did not incentivize the behavior that people did. <laughs> like, this is why they're getting crushed, right? Is because the rewards weren't structured to benefit people that were market making, but not really looking to hold supply or like, like, like running these strategies, right? And I, I put it to this, is I think a lot of people mistook this for the looks rare situation. And the looks for a situation was their reward structure really did incentivize just straight up wash trading, right? 
that was they wanted to just volume you were paying a function of volume and you could do some math on what your rewards are and that and it rewarded you every week so you could figure it out pretty precisely and people looked at blur and said oh this is the next version of that and it wasn't like the way that this reward structure actually works is it doesn't incentivize this farming of the token because you don't know when the token's coming and you don't know what percent you have so if you think of blur points as a nice to have like oh I'm buying NFTs. I may as well bid on Blur because I'm going to get some points. I'm going to get my NFTs. I might as well sell on Blur because there's listing points, which we also don't know how many listing points there are. Like there's been so much done in the process of this airdrop to make it not, not to make you not able to do the math on the expected value of the airdrop that people who are upset that the expected value of the airdrop is lower than what their math calculated. Like it's kind of on you, right? Like this has just been out there that there is no math in this. This is why I didn't farm the second season, right? Was because if you read everything they said, they made it purposefully a structure where you can't do this math, right? And so I think this is just fatigue of people um, going on there. Yeah, I mean, we got Machi Big Brother down 16 million US dollars. Uh, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out for him, for example. Nick? Oh, that's so absurd. There has to be some upper limit where you're like, I'm willing, I mean, clearly his upper limit is higher than 99% of the 99.999% of uh, society. But it, it, it's it, that that level of exposure to blur to me just seems crazy. Like why make that big of a bet, uh, especially given that like the distribution, it's like a curve, like a, an exponential curve. And so, and it's one that probably looks like a long tail. Um, and that's not a good situation because now you're not going to have liquidity should you be able to make up for all of those losses. And the big, and we said, I mean, we went over this yesterday. The biggest question here is what's going to make the token actually worth something on an ongoing basis? The game that everybody was playing was go earn this arbitrary token. Um, and we've seen that with like, I remember looks rare, uh, a lot of us made money on that token because we just got airdropped and that was like airdrop season and we were all making all like all this money. But why is this going to be like worth anything pretty much? Um, so that's, that's the thing that uh, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out is why, like why, like what, Spencer, do you have any visibility to like why you think when you were even participating in airdrop season one, why you thought this took, or have you, I'm assuming you've sold all that, all the blur, right? So, so here's, here's the thing with like, with, with these kind of tokens, right? Is the bet is what are they going to do that makes the token trade as a proxy for the success of the company, right? And so, you know, this is kind of like a, an existential question of tokens in general is why do they do that? Uh, we just kind of accept most of the time the exchange listed tokens, usually they'll it, probably make it more of a DAO, right? Uh, but they trade as a proxy, right? So if you think about what stocks are, Right, like what are stocks? Is stocks is just we've accepted that stocks, even if they don't pay dividends, are a bet on the underlying company, right? Which when they pay dividends is an easier argument to make. But for something like Amazon stock that doesn't pay dividends and doesn't seem to have plans of paying dividends, like why does Amazon stock move up and down with the price with like the, per, the 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 revenue reporting they do quarterly? Because we've just kind of all accepted that that's how that works, right? And so the golden goose for any company in crypto is to have a token that moves with success or failure of the company, right? And so the way that most 
companies go about this is that we've kind of just accepted that like when you have a DAO that's associated with the company, it trades as like a proxy for the success of that company. And so, you know, what does Blur have to do to make that happen? I think it's a lot less than a lot of people expect, right? Um, it's some sort of DAO, it's some sort of fee switch concept where they don't necessarily need to have fees, but the idea that they could have fees is potentially the same as like, you know, Amazon stock could have dividends in the future, like Blur could generate fees in the future and it has such a big share of the NFT market. But like basically what they need to do is convince coin funds, which I actually think they've kind of already done a pretty good job of doing. I know a lot of coin funds that are looking at buying this token post the second airdrop. Um, but they've convinced coin funds that like, that like if you want indexed NFT exposure, so if you want just ex exposure to NFT volume, that the best asset to hold is Blur token because Blur has the lion's share of NFT volume. And so surely as volume increases in NFTs overall, Blur should increase proportionately. If you want exposure to a coin that has like an underlying company that is like strictly the success of that company has is a function of NFT volume, like Blur is the coin to own. And I think that that's what they need to own as the narrative in the coin market. Yeah. I, I personally just find it interesting that <clears throat> Board Apes went from $450,000 to $50,000 blur launches. They go from $50,000 to like 110 and back down to $50,000. And that's blurs fault right there like that. But like, it's like crickets when it's like, okay, why did it go from 450 K to 50 K? It's like uh, other deeds men or something, or uh, just like the whole economy collapsed. Okay. So it went down $400,000 and like no one has a 800 thread, you know, thing out about it. Uh, but you know, but the board apes retrace essentially back to November and it's all blur. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Also the people farming blur, right? What are they farming? The blur token. What's the blur token represent an NFT marketplace. Probably the people doing that are somewhat bullish on NFTs. You would think, right? Logically they're farming the token of an NFT marketplace. So maybe all of these people putting all this liquidity into Blur are actually maybe kind of bullish on NFTs, right? And they may actually like be net good for the market. I know it's a crazy, you know, take, but I think that uh, uh, people are just mad they didn't buy Facebook stock. And so they want to blame somebody. And so they blame Blur. It's all Blur's <laughs> fault. I don't think NFT DGENs are, are mad about uh, not owning Facebook stock, but I do like your point about how it wasn't Blur's fault when the price went up. By 100%, but as soon as it goes down, it's Blur's fault. Easier saying anything to add here? I was, I was going to say, like, there's, um, there's no incentive for Blur to tell people when season two is going to end. It reminds me, I don't know if anyone's seen Margin Call, but it's based on um, the well, the whole Lehman situation mm -hmm. and what what happened in those last 24 hours. And there's this great quote from Jeremy Irons, who plays the CEO. And he says, so what you're telling me is that the music is about to stop and we're about to be left holding the biggest bag of odorous excrement in the ever assembled in the history of capitalism. If season two stops and they, and they tell people, essentially all these uh, farmers are going to be left holding all these JPEGs that they don't want. The liquidity goes, so either they keep them or they just keep selling them and un they keep selling and undercutting the floor. This goes on for however long it goes on until NFTs finally find a price where real buyers will step in. Uh, I kind of see it as two flip sides, like having liquidity a positive where you can exit positions, but if liquidity is not there, then you're just left holding 
these JPEGs that you can't get out of positions and prices will eventually have to recalibrate. So I don't think this is um, Blur's fault at, but like by any means and the market dynamic is just playing out. But I do think when season two ends, you don't want to be the one with the bag. Music has stopped and you're like, fuck, there's no chair. There's nowhere for me to sit down. I'm holding 100 JPEGs that I don't want. Yeah. I mean, we've been in this market for a while, all of us. We've seen all of the different things that have gotten blamed. At first, you know, it was OpenSea taking 2.5%, right? Then it was the projects and their crazy royalties and their crazy primary mint. Now it's blur. It's always someone's fault. The SEC. It's always someone's fault. China. FTX, Luna, Three Arrows. It's always someone else's fault other than the DGENs being DGENs. It's a good point. Easy. Any thoughts on Blur and the reward incentives? I mean, I do think once the, once the music stops at the end of season two, it's going to get uglier. But like we saw the one of the biggest bidders step out only to come back 24 hours later. So like at the same time, all these people upset about it, I think are not going to go anywhere. It's just part of the market. It provides consistent liquidity, consistent volume, which is what the market's always wanted. So people are just mad that price is down. It's just kind of that phase of the market where like if price was going up, it'd be like, holy, my Lord, blur is great. Price always goes up. Volume's always flowing. You know, like there's never a perfect situation. It was also really interesting to see Pac-Man have comments on it publicly yesterday. He's usually pretty reserved and doesn't tweet or respond to stuff. And uh, he did yesterday, had some very strong takes on everything else. Even said it, yeah, when asset prices are up, people don't really talk about the uh, root cause. But when they're down, the pitchforks come out. And he's spot on. It's just kind of how the market goes. And we've seen this play out just to like kick his point. Before it was open sea, then it was looks rare. Then it was insert name here of what people are upset about for like the most recent hour. Well, we'll have to. Oh, God. And P.O., he, he put out this tweet, right? Like Pac-Man, normally quiet, puts out this tweet, right? You know when people are like, why don't we have more like great founders in this space, right? This and that, right? He put out the tweet. I see someone else quote tweet him. The quote tweet is 100 likes. And it's basically, just a paraphrase, earmuffs if you're a kid. It's like, fuck you, man. You're a piece of shit, you gaslighting cocksucker, asshole, motherfucking piece of shit. Oh, I wonder why we don't have like more people. Like, I want to be a founder in this. Summary kicks. I don't. Yeah, it was pretty accurate, right? Look at this. I mean, this guy. So this guy's a board ape. Tweet that's actually kind of hilarious. It's you are fucking delusional, gaslighting fuck. Um, fuck off. Yeah, uh, this is a board ape that's just so mad that people don't want. Like, dude, you people don't want to buy your board ape for one hundred and sixty grand when there's ten thousand of them in a bear market. I'm so sorry, dude. I totally get it. Your board ape single JPEG out of ten thousand should be worth one hundred sixty grand. 220 grand. It's, it's, I'm so sorry. Did you see that Bunny lost his ape due to a default on a loan? So, Bunny, uh, is that true? No. Okay, don't... Are you just trying to hide about this? Like, is it that embarrassing? I mean, you can you can go check. It has to... The, the thing has, you know how the blockchain works? Thing? <laughs> you can actually check to see if it's moved the wallet recently. I don't know. It's Someone crazy. tweeted it, go, <laughs> I saw well, it on threads, so it true. has to be real. <laughs> Bunny's <laughs> so mad. Bunny's yeah, got enough. Yeah. Well, it was cool to see you with an ape for a while, Bunny, but it sounds like you lost it to a uh, loan default. Uh, moving on to ape ecosystem, heavy metal game. A flaw has been exposed. Is that right? Oh, has it? Well, the f- the flaw that's been exposed is the game sucks. <laughs> Like the flaw was in the game design. 
Uh, I got to go and vote. I, I got to create polls. We have one in our Discord, by the way. So if you have a uh, Bodago or a portal, hop in the Discord and you can uh, rally people to uh, vote for you. I think there may even be a spreadsheet at this point in time. There's some drama on the votes, though. Uh, looks like someone was paid $2,000. Oh, yeah, there it is. $3,700 at this rate. Um, and they're just downvoting people. So this person was actually paid to downvote Orangey to try to get him out of the top spots. So who could have possibly seen a social dynamic without any actual tie to skill or anything else play into this? Dude, I was in the eighth row, and I saw this guy actually, his eyes blink horizontally. So that's actually the situation that we saw there. I'm getting paid 40 grand to downvote people now. So in case you're wondering, um, and my rate's going to be doubling every day moving forward. So if you want, if you want me to downvote anybody, uh, I'm open to do it for money. I don't think I, I, I got votes one day because I posted about it in the discord. This, this, the game is now about, the game is about votes. It's not about playing a game. And like, I got through the first part where I connected all the portals, which they say don't do right away, but, uh, I connected the portals and now I got to go blow up some tiles so that I can accelerate the rate at which I'm like, my, my tiles are growing. It's a, it's, it's not uh, a passive game. It re it does require ongoing interaction in contrast to some of these true idle games. People are calling it an idle game, but it's not an idle game because you don't have this infinite upside. You got to go in, do this work in order to increase uh, numbers. It's just a ridiculous but the thing is, the work that you do and the things that it gets you have nothing to do with winning the game, right? This is this is this is the issue that I have with game design on this: is that like the whole grind, tap, clean up the spilled poop or whatever, like you know, get more tiles. Like that's actually, I think, an interesting optimization puzzle, right? You could be, you know, you you want to start off with your four, get your things, delete a bunch of them, like whatever. Like this is, net, but you can grind up to having however many points and however cool a thing, and it doesn't matter, right? And this is the issue with the whole orangey thing: is like. What actually matters is, are you like carteling for votes? Because it's all like collusion, right? There's, there's no incentive to play this game the way it's meant to be played. And there's all the incentive to collude with others to try and get votes or downvote or whatever it is. And so like, I, I wish that there was more of a tie between what you do in the game and this whole voting concept. Maybe this is simply a reflection of society. You know, maybe what they were trying to do is make a political statement. And they were saying that no matter what, you're on the treadmill like a, like a peasant, and you're just out there working every day trying to get a, an extra dollar. Oh, you made a couple extra hundred, hundred couple grand. Congratulations. You're still in the forge and we're out here placing votes and controlling your ass. Maybe that's what it was all about. Maybe it was a political statement. And maybe it's, uh, it's far right. You know, maybe it's a far right sort of movement and they're actually going to try and uh, uh, get people to, to, you know, aggregate they chose twitter they didn't chose threads for integration was that intentional like did they try and do that because they were saying that they're pro elon musk and that they're against the liberal stronghold developed by <laughs> by mark zuckerberg you know is that is that the situation that they're saying and my guess is yeah like this does appear to be completely intentional bored apes I mean, there were some Nazi references in the board ape thing, which just makes me feel that it is very aligned with a lot of the far right sort of political ideologies that I've seen on forums like 4chan. Did this game actually get invented out of a 4chan or an 8chan 
possibly. Spencer, do you have any comment on this? And what's your investment decision as a result of this sort of political uh, position that Yuga Labs has been taking here? Uh, I think you're. I think you're reaching at some straws there, buddy. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know I what agree to say. with Spencer in terms of like. I think the voting mechanic. Like, I think they were trying to do like a cool social integration in theory, but I just don't think it played out. Like, right. So, like, I definitely understand the like the criticism about it. The like drama all over the feed about it. Like, you know, oh, people are paying for votes. Like. This like sucks. Like people getting really emotional about it. People are just emotional about everything right now. It's like, dude, uh, Dookie Dash. People were literally paying pro gamers. Like, Dingling paid three hundred ETH. That's six hundred thousand dollars to a group of pro gamers to get a better score. But that's not that's not the same thing, right? That's yeah. yeah. Well, that's recruiting <laughs> just, gamers to play. Yeah, well, Kicks just abandoned his point. He just goes nah. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's the same thing because at the end of the day, it was a skill-based thing yeah. where the skill, but I guess here's a skill-based thing where there's colluding. But the worst part about this to me is like, it's a trap, right? Like the, this is a time suck game and the, it's not like the more time you suck into it, the better. Whereas like in Dookie Dash, it was like, this is actually a very short game, right? The winning play was like how many minutes? Like 10 to 30 minutes or something, right? Like, this is a very short game, but it's very high skill, right? This is a very long game, but has actually no correlation to skill or even how much time you put in. It's just like, how well can you collude to get votes? I think they I think they should have gotten rid of the upvoting. I think it should have been downvote only. And when the you downvote someone, it blows up their most expensive tile. Like, I think it sh they should have went straight carnage. Bunny? Isn't isn't the upvoting just for the daily leaderboard? Like the game, the game mechanics are gonna change, right? Like they they said that there's fighting, right? So so like it's gonna change. I don't I don't think the voting is how you win the whole game. But Bunny, what what do you think about the association with Nazis being involved in the development of this game? Though that's what I'm trying well, to figure out. Shut the hell up! <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, in all, you got. I think you got. You he got concerned about the the he he that was a political statement right there from Spencer. You had to leave at ten anyways, but you just you know escorted him out the door six minutes early. <laughs> um. So how about this other side game sneak peek? I mean, look, it looked pretty good to me, but I don't know anything about video games. Kicks, you like it? Dude, I lost a significant part of my life to World of Warcraft. Um, I I literally played it like no jerk during the summer. Easily 12 to 14 hours a day, if if not longer, uh, for an extended period of my life. Dude, it looks fun. Uh, I can't do this. I have a family. I have a life. I have a job. I have a career. Uh, so, like, I'll play it, but I ain't getting addicted to this. I ain't grinding to level 60 and playing this, like, 12 hours a day. But, dude, it looks fucking cool, man. I mean, this looks cool. This looks fun. Well, you got to love crypto Twitter because the first thing I saw was somebody took a picture of one of the board Apes' feet. And said, "Yeah, the quality of this game sucks ass." And I was like, "Dude, what kind of comparison?" Yeah, that's the first is that? thing I thought too. First thing I was they like, did the was take a picture of the feet, and they were yeah, like, "This game sucks." Or... If this is what we're betting on, board apes to zero. I was like, Damn. "Like, well, that was the Foot Fetish Collective. They've been actually super involved in heavy metal as well, and they've been voicing their concerns about the dynamics within." Sorry, guys. I just had to I do it. The serious lack of feet in heavy metal and <laughs> the lack of presence. Yeah, yeah. I think Nick's spot on. He's really, he's really onto something today.
And how does the Singaporean dollar involve itself in heavy metal? They got excluded from this. Yeah, you can't buy ApeCoin with SGD. There's clearly an alternative motive here. And I was six rows behind the guy blinking horizontally. I, I love it. Um, Sig, did you take a look at the trailer? Yeah, I saw the trailer. I mean, I, look, it's a couple of monkeys running around. I look, I'm not a gamer, so it's like it's really tough. Do you know what did excite me when I saw the trailer? Wolf Game came out like just like four, five, six days ago with their new game, and it had like three mini games. And there was one which was like tug of war, one which was like poker, and then one that kind of looked like Katten. The trailer looks so good. I think what's missing in this one for me is just like it's more just a snapshot into the potential of what the other side could look like from a from an aesthetics perspective. It's way more interesting when they were like, remember when it had thousands of people and there were like dragons coming out. That that didn't look fun to me. It looked like being in Glastonbury down with like everybody else when you really want to be in the VIP. This one, this one looked way more fun. You're just kind of like doing your own thing, running around a club. But I would need to know like what else happened. I couldn't get excited from the other side trailer. Aesthetics look good. Whilst Wolf Game was more like, like my brain understood the game loop very quickly. So that's why I got up, like, why I was like, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah it's Blur's fault. I agree. Yeah, always Blur's fault. <laughs> uh, we got Jack GK on stage. Jack, uh, was there something specific you wanted to discuss today? I don't know if you had any input on any of the gaming stuff, maybe even some input on Blur before we move on. But I'd love to hear your take as somebody that's a D-God's whale and a Bodago's whale. APL, yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> for Blair. I, I guess uh, the only thing I disagree with is that these whales are going to leave. Um, I think they are so tied in, so long into this now that they know every like day they're not in the space, every day they're not operating, uh, that they're losing that percentage of whatever this token is now going to be. And I think they're just in too deep. Uh, I think Easy referenced the idea that you know the the guy who was one of the biggest proponent proponents of this said he was leaving didn't last 24 hours with his like 10 percent of blair's current volume or liquidity uh, and literally just hop straight back in there uh the game looks fun yeah the game looks great and i'm i'm not too worried about the feet unlike nick um i i think realistically those feet will be perfected or at least improved upon before the game is actually launched and if it's still a huge deal then yeah maybe nfts really are to zero uh, but no i just came up to hang just came up to talk a bit but Bodogos, if we get to that, and yeah, just just really love like just talking to you guys. Well, well, thank you for joining, Jack. You're welcome anytime. Um, look, we want to move on. Clemente's been on my back about getting this segment done, so I want to make sure we get it done. This is highlights and predictions. So we're officially more than halfway through 2023, and what a roller coaster of a year! Uh, to Clemente, was there something you wanted to serve up here? You know, really, the, the big thing is first just to review the year. I, I wanted to get a people's take on what they thought was the the highlight or the biggest winner of 2023. Uh, kind of we're, we're halfway through, and the biggest things that kind of come up to that I'm thinking about are Jack Butcher, Luca, Pac Man, uh, Ray. Who you guys think was basically has been the winner of 2023 in NFTs so far? And then I guess some predictions for you guys as far as what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. But I wanted to start there and then who you guys thought has been the biggest winner of 2020 tweet, 2023 so far. 2020 tweet. <laughs> Jack Butcher. I mean, 
when you look at this list, Jack Butcher, Luca and Pudgy Penguins, Pac-Man and Blur, Captains and Ray, Frank and D-Gods, Mad Lads crew, I think, uh, look, you either go Jack Butcher or you go Mad Lads, in my opinion. It depends on how you... Pac-Man and Blur. Yes, from a business perspective, but, like, they're getting dragged right now. Yeah, but everyone gets dragged at some point. Every single one on those lists has been dragged at some point, including Jack Butcher rolling out 100,000 NFTs, including even the people who thought the pudgy toys were a negative. Everyone gets dragged at some point. It's just part of the space. It's cyclical. But like Blur literally airdropped millions of dollars to people without an NFT project, just handed out cash by just using the platform. So I think that's got to be the biggest win. All you had to do was literally log in and press a couple buttons and you got a few grand. Tough to really compete with that. Yeah, and I mean, from a business perspective, what Blur is building is, like, obviously, Jack Butcher's ecosystem is really great for him as an artist, right? And that's, like, fantastic as an individual. Mad Lads is is very strong from a business perspective. However, not as strong as Pac-Man and Blur. Like, Blur was able to completely disrupt the NFT space almost immediately when it felt like it wasn't possible. Like, OpenSea had first mover advantage. Everyone knew OpenSea. How were you going to possibly compete with OpenSea? And then Pac-Man and Blur just came in and and really uh, borderline took over. Signal, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I like that take. I think uh, Pac-Man went for the jugular. He made a move that OpenSea could never make or would never want to make, and that was destroying creators by getting rid of royalties. Um, And it doesn't seem that long ago, but that was the jugular. Like, you didn't take away the royalties. The whole thing was, you know, projects, artists, businesses, surviving royalties. So uh, he's been aggressive from day one, and um, they have a treasure chest as well be able to do this. Like, they have enough money in the bank that they can be full on aggressive for I don't know how much longer, but it sounds like they've got quite a bit of um of a uh, sort of tarmac ahead of them where they've got enough runway to have an aggressive strategy. Um, I would pick them from an infrastructure perspective, from a, a project perspective on that list. It, it, I mean, it would be Jack Butcher. I just think like the guy is just he's he's another level. He's just he's so smart. He's so innovative with what he's done. Um, even if the floor price goes down, like you just see what he's trying to do with NFTs, which not like not many other projects are doing. And that's why I really like him. I think what he's bringing to the space is very unique, whether that's reflected in a price or not. I think his philosophy and um, perspective point of view and where he'll go in the next six to 12 months, he's, he's one to watch. So Pac-Man and Jack. We'll see where Pack Jack, and Jack, Pack and Jack, we'll see Pack where and Jack, where Jack goes. That's an unlikely, uh, you know, team to form there. Uh, Nick, what collection or individual has been the biggest winner of 2023? I mean, I, that's a hard one to say. I will say, uh, when you, when you look at 2023 as a whole, you know, D gods and Frank, uh, uh you know, did have uh, quite an arc, which is not done at this point. It'll be interesting to see where things land. But if we don't include the fu- our future projection, then I think Frank uh, had quite um, a move, uh, you know, including from... Uh, when did Youth launch? Was it in December of last year? A little earlier than October, that. October, September. But the move to uh, ETH and Polygon happened at the beginning of the year, right? 
It happened in March. Okay, so I think that whole transition uh, was actually like surprisingly successful. Uh, and I don't think that most people would have been able to do it. That said, I, w I mentioned the comment yesterday, like there's uh, projects that are doing things and those that are like what D gods has done quote so far is host a party and transition their project across blockchains. That's basically it. That that's the, and they have, and they've been uh, developed creating a cult following. Um, they've been very good at, uh, but when it comes to like actual product deliverables, um, you're starting to see product deliverables now with the, uh, you know, the social media and the networking, uh, products that are rolling out. Yeah. I mean, they made, uh, yes, they've, they've started doing some of that as well, but uh, I, I was going to say there, I think there's other projects that would probably win on the product development side. Um, in, when did blur actually launch? Was it October last year? So around a similar time? Yes. I want to say, yeah. I mean, it's funny that we're still having this conversation about Blur. Um, like in July, we're, we're like nearing a year. Yep. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's pretty crazy um, that we're still having a conversation about that. They keep just marching forward. Um, I still am not a fan of Blur's <laughs> user interface, but whatever. Uh, it's, it like doesn't matter. They're getting a bunch of volume. Love it or hate it, uh, they probably have uh, really won this one specific area of the NFT market. I, I feel like we also need to focus on that side of things. When we talk about this market, this is the speculative, primarily PFP with a splash of art, uh, you know, NFT market. That's what we're talking about. Like Jack Butcher, yeah, uh, he did well for on the art side. What he did was show that people give a shit more about PFPs than they do about art by making a project, an art project that in, that's focused around evolving PFPs. And so I think that that's something that he's uh, he's done a great job at. Um, and so, yeah, I, that, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add to that. But this is, su this is such a narrow slice of humanity that I, I think is just so ludicrous that, you know, the people that are like, I'm so pissed off about Blur. Nobody, nobody in the world has any idea what the hell we're talking about when we discuss Blur. They just have no idea. If we discuss even heavy metal, they have no idea. They have literally no idea. They say, those eight picture things, I thought those things were dead. Like, that's basically the extent of what the majority of society has to think about any of these different things. But yeah, I mean, Blur's crushing it. You know? <laughs> No one has any fucking clue who they are. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's super cool. Like normally in like the 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 regular world, we would talk about like, wow, this company got forty million people to download their app. Right. This thing's blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Like five hundred people are using this product, and we're just like, they deserve a trophy. <laughs> like, yeah, they're great at engineering. Like it is pretty crazy that what they've built out and it is impressive, but like nobody, it's having zero impact on society. And instead is just it only really frankly amplifies the absurdity of the NFT space. All of these projects that were declaring winners, 
just amplifies the absurdity of this entire space completely. So I, I don't know. In 2014, uh, Venmo gets 35 million downloads. People start saying, hey, can you Venmo me that? Hey, could you Venmo me 10 bucks? 2023, Blur has 448 active users daily. Everyone's just like, yo, Blur's crushing it. <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous thing. Nobody gives a shit. Like, just like no one cares in society about this particular thing. I don't know that this product is even going to matter when the next bull market happens. Is everyone going to be on blur? Like, I don't know. That's just hard for me to even like, I, I, I just wouldn't place my bet on any of them, frankly. Like, Dude, no, just, no, no one even cares about Twitter. I can go to the coffee shop. I can go to Walmart. No one there has Twitter. I'm serious. Nobody has Twitter. No one has Twitter. I don't know about y'all, but I'll be on threads. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Wait, so what was Nick's pick? <laughs> Nick, what's your pick, dude? It's Yuga Labs, Bunny. <laughs> right, next, next one here. Um, what collection ends up being... This is a better one. This is a good one. I like this one. What collection ends up being the number three Ethereum profile picture collection at the end of the year? Okay. The number three? Well, assuming Punks and Board API Club is one and two, which I think is uh, fair. Right? I don't think that that's an out to lunch one and two, right? Punks and Board API Club. So is it Azuki, Captains, or D-Guts or, or something else? I'm going to throw our hat in the ring. Or, or is it literally Bodagos is the number three in the whole space, you know? Uh, on there's Ethereum. one answer and one answer only, and it's the dogs, damn it. Dude, the question was on Ethereum. Easy. Are you I know, it's also Ethereum? on Ethereum. The question oh. was on Ethereum. Oh, Pure sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. So P Pio's talking about, uh, I'm. T you know we're launching, we're working on another project, Pio? I know we are, Nick, but it's not out yet. So it's kind of tough for us. I'm, I'm putting my flag in the ground and saying it's going to be us. <gasps> well, uh, first of all, I love that. I'm very happy about that. For the, I'm I'm in podcast. I have the podcast hat on right now, so I'm I'm doing the podcast hat, um, not the you know Ethereum profile picture co-founder hat on. That hat comes on as soon as the podcast's over. But for right now on the podcast, I'm I'm looking at Azuki captains and D gods as my options here, and uh, I think out of those three. Well, I don't think it's Azuki, even though the NFT space loves to buy Azuki. And the, the NFT space wakes up in the morning, does a little stretch, and they're like, should I buy Azuki-related stuff today? Is this what I should do today? Like, no matter what's happening, no matter what happened, should I still buy Azuki stuff no matter what? So that's one thing. But then again, captains, man, I think that there's real juice with captains. Because nothing, like, there was a negative reaction from the NFT space, but nothing really even warranted that. Like, not, the more, like, the more days go by and I think about, like, well, why was there a negative reaction from the NFT space? It was kind of for no reason. Like, nothing's really changed with Meme Land or Captains and nothing bad, actually. Like, what was the, the, the narrative? The art is bad? Dude, I'm never trusting NFT degens when it comes to art. Ever. Never, ever, ever. Like, literally never. I don't care what any NFT degen has to say about art at 
all. I really don't. Like, say all you want. I don't care. So if the narrative was the art is bad, then Captains is primed to be number three. And then the third one is D-Gods. Uh, that's another very viable candidate. So I think for me, it's between Captains and D-Gods. And if you have to put a gun to my head for between now and the end of the year, I'll go D-Gods. Because I feel like in a six-month time horizon, old Frankie boy has the juice to be able to rally all these NFT D-Gens uh, in a way that I don't think anybody else actually has in the space. Um, I think it's a product of talent and youth, and it's very hard to compete with talent and youth. Look at the NBA. What, what, what does talent and youth get you in the NBA? It gets you like 30 points a game. So I, James, longevity, <laughs> hard work, dedication, old age, and kicking ass. That's why we got Nick. <laughs> That was a funny way to call Nick old. Any, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you find creative ways to call Nick old, I'm a fan always. And we've we've tried to work that into stuff. The original uh, name that Nick was going to have on the Bodago's website was Old Doggo or like Old Dog. And then Nick just sent Elder a text. He was like, no. Yeah, Nick was just like, no, nah, I don't want you to like call me just old in the thing. I remember it was like a call with me, Nick, Easy, and Spencer. And all of us were on board except Nick for that. Um, but anyway, Easy, or, or actually, let's go to Signal first. Signal, Azuki, Captains, D-Gods, or something else for the number three Ethereum uh, profile picture collection. For me, be between Captains and other captains or other i don't know man you know how we get these like uh these like mistletoe projects that come out of nowhere there's like everyone every quarter little mistletoe go give it a kiss it's gonna make you lucky i'm going with uh i'm oh yeah between captains and other um captains has quite a head start so i'll go with captains i'm gonna go with captains for now okay but Keep an eye on the others between now and the next six months. Stuff that hasn't come out yet. But for other to become the number three overall profile picture collection, like I, I understand your mentality with other when it comes to like a Nakamigos esque pump or something like that. That's like this monster win. But the actual number three, other or other could also include stuff like pudgy penguins, which mm. aren't on the list, but could very easily sub so like surpass uh, all the others. But for, but because they're not on there, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with captains. Uh, only thing about Pudgy Penguins is I feel like the business fundamentals are much too strong for it to become the number three Ethereum profile picture collection. There's too much like really good business stuff going on there and like uh, strong fundamentals and, you know, an actual functional operating business that's going to be around for a really long time. I don't really see that rising to number three this year in the NFT space. Not really how it works. But I, Are we I, still in the last six months of Fugazi Fugazi? I just need to know where we are in the cycle. If it's the Fugazi Fugazi, oh, if it's the Fugazi Fugazi side, then we go with other, uh, other, other. But if we're <laughs> out of the Fugazi Fugazi cycle, then we can put Pudgies in there. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's all about the Bitcoin halving. Exactly. Uh, easy? Well, and whether or not Elon Musk is going to get into a fight with uh, Mark. Uh, easy, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, top three projects, I think it's probably going to be Threads. Um, <laughs> threads drops an NFT. Yeah. Well, there's already one dropping. It's a free mint. It uh, will be launched on Threads. Is that true? I swear to it's not by yeah, Threads. 3,333 spools of Threads. <laughs> Someone's no, speed ran to drop it. He's dead serious. It's a real thing. 
<sighs> app was live for 47 minutes and there was already an NFT project dropping on it. Like some people don't ever cease to amaze me, but I think it's captains is my bet. Just nine gag is nine gag. They have the front run room. Um, the Azuki situation, it's like they, they can regain trust, massive war chest, but like, I just feel the most comfortable betting on nine gag doing nine gag things, having a massively successful web two business for me. It's like, how is it? How is it easy to fade somebody who's all in on Web3 with a clear understanding of the space and loves to play the speculation game? So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for 9Gag CEO. Hey, I mean, that it makes sense to me. It was between yeah, that one. Jason, haha, bag bias. I'm like, yeah, you're right. There certainly is. Uh, even if I sold it at 10 when I said I wanted to, I would have probably still go with captains. There you go. Uh, Jack had his hand raised. We'll go to Jack before Nick. And then I actually want to hear Bunny, too. But uh, Jack, go ahead. Wow, is that really utility of Bodogos right there? I go before Nick. Um, I'll take it. I think that's all I need. Um, yeah, for me, it's the gods. And yeah, big, big surprise there, I guess, looking at the PFP. Um, for, for me, the big concern with captains is the fact that it's completely new in terms of this, you know, this NFT, where it's actually based on traits and it's dynamic. And this space never has any patience and i just don't see how trying to introduce a completely different dynamic into the space is gonna you know just lead to this huge run over the next six months if you give it a bit of a longer time frame then maybe so but like right now aren't like those eight thousand nine hundred humans all flaws because yeah there's like literally there's no distinguishment between them all um, and how quickly do the they roll those traits out and is it immediate that those traits instantly distinguish like what rarity these things are and then they start running because that that's the only thing for me is i, I think it's going to take a lot longer and it's a, it's a big risk play which which ray's been really clear around so for me like when you look at Frank, you look at the deliverables that they've done with, we were talking about the last 12 months. Those things were three and a half thousand dollars at the start of this year, D gods. Like they're 16,000 now. Like they're one of the few collections that are up in that time frame. And Frank it still hasn't released season three. But that's the big thing. Like if season three doesn't hit and we've just watched Azuki and potentially Captains, although that was sort of a reveal mix as well. So maybe not. Um, but, you know, they both have like absolutely plummeted since their sort of reveal or announcement. Does does D-Gods do the same? That's that's the big thing. But uh, for me, it's it's got to be D-Gods in, in that short of a time horizon, looking at Frank's current success over the last year. You and me had the yeah, you and me had the same call, Jack. That's what I'm talking about. Uh Nick, which collection? Uh wait, didn't I answer this question? No. You go labs. Oh. No, that was for the first one. No, no, no. For the third, no, for the third oh. uh collection. No, I said our own. That was I started off with that. And uh, I'm just going to make that statement. Okay. That's a joke of a statement. And it's not, I'm just, I'm, uh, never mind. Uh, Bunny, Bunny, what's going on? Which, which yeah. collection? I would go captains too. I would expect to sell off after season three rolls out. Uh, and like, I feel like meme land already went through that. Fair. Yeah. Okay. And kicks, which collection ends up being the number three Ethereum PFP, uh, assuming punks and board API club are one and two. We got Azuki, Captains, D-Gods, or something else. Uh, it's just going to be a complete guess because I, I don't know. If... Hey, buddy. Uh, I like I... Yeah. Yeah, your audio is messed. Yo, yes. you, 
your audio's jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I took him oh. off. He'll figure it out. All right, last thing before we wrap, uh, and Clemente, please drop the free NFT in the Discord if you haven't already, and then we will, cool, we'll drop it here on the show. Uh, last but not least, uh, look, any hot takes that we can look back on at the end of 2023? Any hot takes? I'll start it off. Oh, um, let's go, Clemente. I, I had it written, um, but... I think Ethereum gets flipped like over a longer period horizon. I think they get flipped in daily NFT volume. It no longer becomes the number one, either flipped by Solana or by Bitcoin. I like that take. That's a very juicy take. And I feel like I'm going to hijack that take when it's my turn. Um, Bunny, Bunny, any uh, any hot take predictions? Well, there's no chance Solana flips it. Dude, they're down so far. Yeah, my hot take is Yuga Labs does something and it's great. (laughs) I I agree with Easy. I think the Dubs could be the number three PFP project on ETH. And that's Board Ape Kennel Club, dude. Like, I think we're forgetting (laughs) about that. They're going to have added utility uh, with the third Evo of the heavy metal. Dude, that eight, I don't know. Apes, apes back. To, I think apes will rebound pretty strong. I guess that would probably be my, I don't know if that's a, if that's a hot take, but the dogs aren't, are, are, are not a PFP. I'm, I'm just putting that out there they as well. Can be. What do you mean they're not a PFP? No, nobody wears the dogs. Bunny, where your dog? Um, kicks. Do we have your audio? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were frozen. You were just like standing there, I'm not thinking. moving. That was pretty cool. Um, any hot takes between now and the end of the year? Oh, man. Um, that's tough, dude. Um, I think that other side still won't be fully live. Um, and I think that uh, there may, by the end of this year, there may be just a completely new NFT meta forming that isn't pfps potentially um i also think that uh on chain like autonomous worlds that like people are doing a lot of interest interesting things over on starknet i think there's a decent chance that that like that takes off um in, in, in a pretty big way but that'd be more like q4 of this year at the earliest that that may not even happen this year um but i also really like urine uh clemente's um, like take with that, especially if um, Ethereum goes up more this year and gas costs get even higher, you really could see uh, Ordinals or um, you know Solana taking some good volume. Didn't Solana beat Ethereum in volume sometime within the last three weeks on on one day? I think I remember it was right around Bodog. SMB launch. raffle. It was the two days after the dogs launched. There was an SMB raffle. It was a little inflated because uh, the a lot of that money got refunded for people who didn't hit the mint. But it showed that there was a ton of liquidity in the space. I mean, it's just fun to trade NFTs on Solana, and it's pretty frictionless compared to Ethereum, and there's no fees, and the transactions are borderline instant. So I think it would be hard to make a case that that's not a good blockchain for NFTs. Jack, you have your hand raised. Hot take between now and the end of the year? Yeah, my, my one's got to be Bodogos to 100 soul, and Easy has to shave his head, and I have to get a Bodogos tattoo. That, that would be my hot take. We for both the committed year. to this. Okay. Uh, can I commit to what? What should I do if Bodogos hit 100 soul? Face tat. You should get a tattoo. smoke crack on stream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Pio, Pio has to make a music video starring himself. Yes. <laughs> I got to make a, a, a music video Only starring, starring me. Only starring Only you. me. Okay. <laughs> All right. We can figure that out. Uh, what does Nick have to do? Sorry, you'll need a backup dancer. Sorry, Nick should be in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> The is there any Nick specific challenge if Bodago's hit 100 soul by the end of the year? Nick has to shave his head with me. I don't think he wants to do guys. Nick hates the like Nick won't do that. That's the thing is like Nick just won't shave his head. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing this game, Pia. <laughs> nice try. No, but I mean, you won't do it. Yeah, you won't do it. You're just like scared to do it. It's fine. Like no, you're correct. Just, See, yeah, you, see, you guys are correct. Yeah, awesome. Hey, Pio and I are in agreement. Pio tried to. Do I would shave thing. my head, obviously. So no, it's easy, easy money. Well, it looks like all the coins dropped because the jobs report was strong. Why do people have to keep getting jobs, guys? Stop getting jobs. Like, <laughs> yeah, go use Threads. Stop working. Post stop on working. a new social media app and figure it out. Yeah, buy stocks. Stay unemployed. That's what we need to keep these things going up. Okay, we need the coins to go up. That's what I'm talking about. Easy. Any hot takes between now and the end of the year? Or did we already go to you? No, I think a current top five project will be out of business. Wow. Okay. Name names. What? Yeah, name names. I don't name names. What's that? I'm not naming names. He's not naming names. How about this? I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say a current top 10 project will be taken over by the community okay that means goes out of business but it's taken over by the community and i do but the six months might be a short time horizon but for sure in a within a year for sure a t current top 10 project will be taken over by the community for sure comente let's dish out this uh free nft what do you think amigo <clears throat> the password for today's free NFT is future 27. That is F U T U R E two seven all lowercase. Go to the nifty.com slash claim to claim that free NFT for today. And we got the bodega of the future. The final piece in the Cyberdog 4269 series. This series was a fan favorite. Um, obviously, I really appreciated the art and I, I really like the artist that made it. But I was surprised at how consistently people voiced the pieces from this collection as some of their favorites out of all the free NFTs that we did. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, look, we, we're really excited about this series. It is coming to a close. Uh, but you know, you don't be surprised if you see more work from this artist in the future. So go to the nifty.com slash claim, put in the code future 27, the word future, all lowercase. And then the number 27 to claim today's free NFT. That's our show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for listening. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9am to 10, 15am Eastern time each and every week. It's also available on YouTube. If you'd like to watch it, if you'd like to have a visual experience and actually see us talking, go to the go to YouTube and find the NFT Morning Show on there. All the links are in the NFT Morning Show link tree if you follow the Twitter account. Um, show's also available on Apple and Spotify Podcasts if you want to listen to the show through those uh, mediums. And if you want to sh share the show with people outside of Twitter that like listening to podcasts. Anyway, that's our show. And we'll be back tomorrow to close up the week. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We will catch you next time.